one one quick Cohen comic. One? One. Last week there were seven. What am I supposed how am I supposed to poll one Krakoan oh, comic? Oh yeah. How are you supposed to poll one Krakoan comic? Come on, guys. Oh man. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I don't have my data. <laughs> oh man. What are you going to do without your data? Just be upset, I guess. Just be upset. Well, but happy about comics. Yeah, let's talk. Let's let's talk about it. What are we? What are we talking about today? We're talking about our Digi X Men Unlimited number one eleven. Then we've got Magneto number four, Scarlet Witch number ten, and X Men number twenty eight. But before all that, the news. The news. The news. The news. news, 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 news. News. <laughs> Time for the news. Time for the news. X-Men Forever. X-Men Forever. Oh my wow. gosh. What oh a, my gosh. That what a cover. surprise reveal today. Insanity. Kieran Gillen and Luca Moresca. So I believe Luca is the artist on Children of the Vault. Ooh, Children of the Vault, The Tales of Bishop and Cable. Yes. <laughs> did you forget the prominent summer sun? I did for a second. I had a big blank on my brain. Yeah, so that was revealed today, and it's a four-issue miniseries. X-Men Forever is Luca and myself doing a coda to Immortal X-Men, a requiem for the Krakoan age oh. and generally setting fire to all time and space, Gillen explained. <laughs> oh, fantastic. It's the manipulative hand in the steel glove that is Rise of the Powers of X. By the time it drops, you'll be wondering what on earth is going on with certain characters, and X-Men Forever will give you all the answers. Ooh. That cover... With like the bloodied Ooh, phoenix all I just around. Don't know how I felt about it. Oh, it's so like that. You want that? Like that, that, that visceral that's reaction? That hauntingly beautiful. Yes, that's exactly what it is. But also disgusting. Maybe. But totally cool. Totally cool. So that comes out in March. March, yeah, March. March twentieth. Get excited. Seemingly running in conjunction with Rise of the Powers of X. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know how it all works, but we'll see. <laughs> we don't pretend to know comics. They mean nothing until they happen. Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate X-Men. Are you interested in Ultimate X-Men? I'm interested in all things X-Men. All right. That, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, I Feeling a withdrawal from polling, I put it up. To the people. You needed to have I some kind to, of data. Some kind of data to report out. But and? that also leads into something else. Um, so, Ultimate X. You read like the first issue of Ultimate Invasion. Yes. No, I read the first issue and then I read the third issue and then I read nothing else. Right, because it was just in the pile. I never yeah. read the fourth issue. I'm going to be honest, y'all. Oh, my gosh. And then I read the one shot that came out this week that sets up the stories that follow how do you live how do you live you don't need it apparently okay. it just it i got summarized with the information i have an interest in it but not okay not really i just want the character stories all the mumbo jumbo of the maker so so there was ultimate invasion and off of that came ultimate spider-man and also now ultimate x-men 
Right. So okay. Ultimate Invasion is the maker's secret plot to create his own universe mm-hmm. and to control the creation or the, the formation of individual heroes to basically re- re- repress what are certain high ticket items, oh. high ticket people. So Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man himself, he removed the spider or saved Peter Parker from that bite. What? In, I think that was in the first issue, the one that you read. Yeah, but then how does he become Spider-Man? He doesn't. Except when explained in the one shot that came out this week, ah. a team of people that know the truth have now gone into the Maker's Secret Files lab, whatever, and rescued. They've anyway, stolen that spider. All of that this to say. This is an X-Men podcast. All of that to say, it sets up Ultimate X-Men oh. by Peach Momoko. <gasps> yeah, which, I'll and be it. And it has <laughs> two preview pages in it with the art and the general idea of like it's about... Armor. Okay. Kisako. I love that. Which I think is great. And yes. I just, I'm so curious as to like what else is going on and wh- where that story goes. Especially because Armor has been in the X Men vote like the most. And even though it's not in the 616, it's still like nice to see Armor getting the spotlight a little bit. So I put a poll mm-hmm. that said, picking up Ultimate X Men? Question mark? Question mark? Yes, no, maybe. Who won? Uh, yes, one. By how many? Um, 73%. Yes. 25% no. 23% maybe. Oh. This is generally positive. I think it's generally positive, right? You know what that reminds me of? What? The beauty that is data. Data is beautiful. Data is beautiful. Hey, it's the first episode of November. Mm -hmm. That means we have sales data. Yay! Yay! The number one selling comic is neither Marvel or DC. What? Is it Boom? No. Dang it. I was really hoping it was something's killing the children. It's not. It is a number one. It is Transformers number one from Image Comics. What? I mean, I love me some Transformers, so I don't know why I'm that surprised, but the nostalgia I've never read is a there. Transformers comic in my you life. You missed out. You could jump on now. You can get the number one comic. The number one comic for October. For October, you know. The highest ranking X comic, Mm -hmm. number four, X-Men 27. Immortal and Red making the top 25, which is not typical for them. Okay, that's good. That's good. Predator versus Wolverine number two. Now, it's interesting to to think about this when we talk about sales data. right? So it's calculated throughout the month. Mm -hmm. This data was released three days ago, so even before... The turn to November. Mm-hmm. Predator versus Wolverine number two was in the last week of the month. So its sales ah. should be lower than. So what was the number one? Number two. Uh, you know, what well, was Because the num- it had the least amount of time to sell. Exactly. Got right. It. So even you know people that don't get it on Wednesday like I do, addicted to getting new stories. Oh, that's. What? This just seems like an unfair way to... Well, I mean, it's a no prize. Like, there's just... I know, but if you're going to say, like, what's the top book, I feel like you should limit it to the first week of sales for every book so that it's fair. Nah, it doesn't make sense. How does that make sense? But if something comes out in the beginning of October, then you have the entire month for people to decide they want to buy it versus something that comes out in the end of October. Right. You only have one week for people to buy it. Yes. And so it doesn't seem fair. It's It's the... Comic with the most number of units sold throughout the month of October. It's still not fair. It's nothing is fair. 
it's data. <laughs> so number two, <laughs> all to lead up to the fact that number two was number 20 on the list. Wow. Which is a high drop. But still, for it just having been released last week, that's pretty solid. Number one was on this list, which I think is wild. That is wild. So it sold so much in September when it released, and then some in mm-hmm. October. All right, so there you go. It can get redemption. Right? So it was number 46 on the list now. All right. Uh, other things to call out, Immortal X-Men was number seven. Gods was number five. And I was talking about that with Chris. Gods was number five. All Gods, right. Gods was a $10 book. So people are excited about Gods. And Predator vs. Wolverine. Like, yes. Predator vs. Wolverine, also an $8 book. We were talking about it at the comic shop and just saying about how, you know, if if the price is increased, people will still come out for a solid concept yes. and a creator that they follow. Right. Like, I'm still picking up Gods primarily because of Hickman. Because of Hickman. Yeah. That makes sense. Picking up Ultimate Spider-Man. Because of Spider-Man. Because of Spider-Man. Hickman and Marco. Yes, sure. I mean, that's re- that's really it. What about your personal news? No, no, no. That's not it for the news. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Okay, my bad. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, what's next? Front page of Vanity Fair. Okay, whoa. The MCU. Oh, yeah. The big article. Everybody's kind of talking about it, right? This is an awkward moment in time. Well, So, I don't know. Like, is it? Or is it just, like, you can't be number one forever. Correct. You can't have a sprawling narrative that spans that many properties and expect casual viewers to keep, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny to just see the difference in people and how they, they enjoy the media, right? Yeah, I was talking to Juan, who is a friend that... He and I have always talked about the new Marvel releases as they come out. Mm -hmm. But over time, he has not seen any of Loki season two. We will watch. We will watch the newest episode. Immediately after this, after we record this. Exactly. (laughs) Which it's not really limited to like whether it's a property we're really excited about or not. It's more just because we love Marvel content. Yes. Yes. But also it's Loki. Sure. Yeah. It's Loki. There was a. Speaking of the MCU, yes, the Marvels, mm-hmm. Rod pointed this out. And he's like, why is there not anybody else talking about this? A teaser trailer from two days ago, and it tees up dialogue talking about a different reality bleeding into ours. Oh. And there's text on the screen, and it says, what comes next? And as the comes next fades away, the X in next <gasps> lingers. Ooh, I got little goosies. Which, <gasps> which is all sorts of... Clues, speculation, confusion. We don't know anything about it. But if you want to bump the sales for the Marvels. Right. You're going to say, are the X-Men here? You know who made her first appearance in Captain Marvel? Who? Mystique. Oh. She was intended to be a Captain Marvel villain. Also, Kamala's a mutant in the MCU. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, so happy you know, that movie's go. coming out before I have surgery. There you go. Michael was very adamant. Captain 2 Michael was very adamant that we talk about Avengers Code Red. Okay. Which is a new Lego animated movie on Disney Plus that apparently has Wolverine in it. All right. We got to watch it. It's up. It's there. Okay. Do you have personal news? My personal news is what I'm doing over here on the side. Um, well, I have two bits of personal news. But one is, it's not really personal news. It's kind of like a promotional material. Yes. But... It's good. So we 
you, you all know we've got our Patreon. It's $3 a month. You get a mini-sode. But we just started this new thing called a ShareCast. It's on an app called Marco Polo. So you can be a patron. You can get the link to our ShareCast. And we can upload video content all the time. It's sort of like stories, but it's a little bit more in-depth. And right now, I've been recording us recording the first part of our episode. So if you were a patron and on our sharecast, you would get to have already seen this part of the episode and my crazy facial expressions as I hear the news that Justin tells me. Yes. Um so yeah, check that out. And with that, peace out patrons. You can hear the rest of the episode whenever Justin uploads it. Professor Xavier's a jerk. That's our uh patreon sign off just so y'all know um and then my personal news is i had my pre-op appointment today and so i am 11 days or almost 12 days out from surgery and everything went really well and i feel really good and i got my crutches and it was so funny because the woman giving me the crutches was like have you ever used crutches before and I was like yeah but not since high school so it's it's been a while and she was like okay and she's like I I sized them up to to what I believe your height is and I was like okay she gave them to me and when I tell you that it was like some kind of like time warp like I put the crutches on and I was like what and then I like we we were walking down the hallway and I was like I feel like I'm already I'm gonna get out of class early so I can use the elevator and I'm gonna get to go to lunch before everyone else and she was like laughing and I was like I just instantly brought back it's like muscle memory being yeah. on crutches Oy. i hate being on crutches yeah when you the one time that i know of that you were on crutches you never used them and i yelled at you constantly to use them didn't stop me you didn't use them i can't believe you have two things of personal news and neither of them are halloween I, okay three personal news halloween happened and it's our first halloween in a new house yes. and we set up something outside for the people and there was a really positive response yeah and a decent amount of trick-or-treaters that we weren't expecting just because there i see no children in our neighborhood there's right. like three kids at one house on the corner and sorry i know i, I it's okay go up ahead it's our personal news. great great going. awesome uh there's this there were so many people referencing this other house yes. that is no longer living at that house that they used to do these elaborate displays and so many people on site were like you could be that new house. You're the new you're Halloween the, house. You're the new crazy people. And we were like, I literally said to so many people, yes, I am happy to fill that void. Yes. I, I will be here. It will get bigger and better every year. Uh-huh. Um, the, my favorite part was this one little girl who came up. She got her candy and she said, trick or treat, hocus pocus. And then continued to say, thank you, hocus pocus. As she's walking down the street, Goodbye, Hocus Pocus. Happy Halloween, Hocus Pocus. I love you, Hocus Pocus. Thank you, Hocus Pocus. And she just had like this little lisp and she just kept saying Hocus Pocus at the end of every sentence and it was so freaking cute. I loved it. And a lot of people thought I was like a statue. Yes, you scared many a children. And I was like, but I'm I'm moving. So yeah, Halloween was awesome. My personal news. What's your personal news? I'm trying to think. I feel like I've been lacking in the personal news department Ooh. lately. I don't know what it is. I went on a really long bike ride, and that feels lame for personal news. But it, we but had like not. a we had like a random day of 75 degree weather, mm. and I went on the longest bike ride of the year, just 
hanging out, listening to music. Was it longer than the one that we did where we did the whole... The longest bike ride of the year. I'm really jealous. Yeah. Uh, I went to a couple of different parks and uh, ponds and just kind of like checked out the other side of the bike path. And as I was coming back, I found... I went off the trail to go and check out this water view and I saw a setup of a, a skeleton pushing a lawnmower and I, I had to stop and take a picture because it was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that picture. It was so great. I did. It was fantastic. There was something else. I can't remember it right now. We got a new couch. We got a new couch. And it is amazing. It is glorious. I don't know, I don't know how often a couch can change your life, but <laughs> wow. It's like when you have adult money and you buy things and you're like, Oh my God, this is everything I've ever dreamed of. It's huge. It has a giant ottoman. I'm so cozy on it. It's a great couch. Shout out to Raymore and Flanagan. <laughs> they did not sponsor this advertisement. There's some general questions. Oh, general questions. I always try. I feel like I should include these in the news, but then sometimes I forget because I keep questions on a separate. Sheet. Well, I, f- I feel like general questions are a good segue post news because well, because there's no poll. So right. there was a poll, but there's not a poll for Book of the Week because Book of the Week was X-Men, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Winner by default. Filipino Gambit, who is J.R. Matindy's new comic related Got it. Okay. Instagram, which I think is great, wants to know why they couldn't have saved a few books from last week for this week. And yeah. that, honestly, I felt it. I felt it last week, especially when I was looking at the lineup for this week. We got we got one, I mean two technically with Magneto. Scarlet Witch isn't X Men, but we had to finish it out. Yeah, Joseph's there. I don't know I, that. Yeah, I agree. They. I wonder like where that comes from. You know, like did, were there? Do they feel they needed to get certain stories out before this X Men story? Well, it's pacing, and it's pacing with what comes later. Nightcrawler or Spider-Man, Uncanny Spider-Man kept on getting pushed back. Right. So that likely wouldn't have dropped that week. I think it also has to do with like how they're laying out what else comes later. Yeah. I, I, but I don't know. I just felt like that was an overwhelming amount. Could have given amount. me one or two from last week into this week. That would have been great. Captain 2 Michael wants to know, what mutant would we like to have back? He's He's still on a doorman kick. Wants Doorman for the LOLs and Silver Fox mm. to come back. Okay. In my heart, my gut reaction, Rock Slide. You, oh, not no Wrong Slide. You want Rock Slide back. Wrong Slide's still here. Got it. I assume. Yeah. Or he's in the desert of unknown Phoenix. I want Rock Slide back. I want Blink. I don't know anyone else who's gone. That's true. <laughs> I can't. It's like a very limited number. And, and well, could get smaller and smaller and, each day. And my the, limited knowledge of, sure. you know, previous comics and who's still around and who's not kind of leads me to not having an answer. Sure. Yeah. Pete Woods 86 was wondering if we had gotten to all of Destiny's predictions. So a couple of people have asked this over the last couple of weeks. Ooh, right. No. So that that Destiny's predictions. So I, I typed it up. Now oh. I went back to the issue. OK. To just I love you for that. Make sure that we have it. So there is a turncoat on the X-Men, a great betrayal that will turn the tide. It must happen so that we may make this weakness a strength. The X-Men will buckle under the weight of the war to come. 
Okay. So obviously so that's Firestar. That's Firestar, yeah. And and it is a twist on that, which I think is really interesting. Also, the, the idea that the X-Men will buckle under the weight of the war to come, that doesn't necessarily mean Firestar still to me. I feel like that means something within the team, like there might be more that happens to what is the X-Men team in air quotes right now. Sure. Maybe. Jerry's the master weaver on this one. I see kings clashing in white, comma, black after the death of the Red Queen. So, kings clashing in white is is kingpin, and then black after the death of the Red, King, Red Queen is shadow. Shadows are black, shadow cat, after the death of Kate. Like, you know, Captain Kate is no longer Captain Kate. She is Shadow Cat. Yep. Black after the death of the Red Queen. Interesting. That's what I think that means. Because King's clashing in white, and then it has a comma. So, King's clashing in white is, like, Kingpin as the White King or the Hellfire Club, right? And then Black after the death of the the Red Queen the Red Queen is no more. She is Shadow Cat, and Black yeah. is like the shadows. But it's just, if it was a period instead of a comma, then that would make more sense. But it feels like the Black is in reference to the King's clashing rather than, like, after the death of the Red Queen is a separate, in my mind. But maybe that's that's an interesting... I mean, either way, it has to do with, I think it has to do with the Kingpin and, and Tony Stark fighting, and then... The Red Queen, the death of the Red Queen is that she's Shadow Cat now. Yeah, that part is yeah. locked. That's great. The Kings in black, I think, is Shaw and Tony. Oh, you th- but Shaw is, but Tony is the Black King and, and Kingpin King, is the White King. Shaw and Tony are Black Kings. Can you read it again? I see Kings clashing in white, comma, Black after the death of the Red Queen. So I think after the death of the Red Queen, that is when the conflict between Shaw and Tony start. Shaw in his black Iron Man armor, Tony in his black king's position of the Hellfire Club. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. Sure. I see a Jovian bolt from the heavens. I see the stars ripped in half. And I don't know if that's both Nimrod coming in for the Hellfire Gala. I feel like that has to do with Realm of X. Because a bolt from the heavens feels like someone from Valhalla coming into Realm of X to help that situation. And then maybe that would have some kind of connection to everything else. Yeah, some relevance. of Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, that one I'm unsure of. I hear the poisoning lies of the false captain, his rank earned. That's Captain Krakoa. Right, for sure. And his rank earned makes me double down on the fact that it's Hydrocap, right? Yeah. The fool who speaks the truth will pay the price. Ooh, the fool who speaks the truth will pay the price. And there is a data page in this week's X-Men that makes me think, I don't think Ben Yurick is a fool, Ooh, but, but there's a oh, reference about oh, like a window. I hate that reference. Yeah. I will murder whoever is going to throw Ben Yurick out a window. It's stasis, so. <laughs> anyway. That's all the stuff. That's good. That was Time. fun. Yeah. I mean, we'll revisit it. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. We'll get more info. Are you ready for that digi? The digi. The final 
Sunfire tale digitally. Ooh. Because ooh, the story continues in X-Men. I posted that in the the weekly lineup post. She's like, hey, you should check out if you're reading X-Men Unlimited, you should read that before X-Men. The only reason I knew that is because I read the preview pages for X-Men and that was just like hype. Ooh, hype. exciting. Yeah. I really love this story. Yeah, it's it's so like triumphant. You know, I'm like, yes, on fire. I feel like there was so much more, you know, and they talked about this. There was so much more that could have played out, mm-hmm. you know, like the summoners, just the, the travels through other world, the visual beauty that is that. Yeah. This, I feel like the standoff between Sunfire and Moira went as long as it should have. I feel yes, like that I was agree. a good, you know, like grandstanding on either side. Uh, the fact that Shiro knows Moira was known as the secret heart of Krakoa. Yeah. Was interesting. Yeah, like, how do you know that? Because that was not something that we thought anybody outside the council knew. Right. But maybe... But maybe being on the X-Men right, team, he was Because privy, of Scott knowing. Privy to that information. Because Cyclops knew by sharing it with Emma and Emma sharing that with him. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. His duty to redroot my heart. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my god. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just and like the the way he just like lets Red Root infuse into his veins. Yeah. And then is just like, I will keep you alive. Yeah, my heart, my own heart holds no such corruption. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. Devo being pissed at Moira. Just this, oh my this was god. a really Devo nice was so mad. Yeah, this was just a really nice close to the story, but also a setup for how it's going to affect everything else going on in the Krakoan era. What I thought was really interesting was like Moira being like, ah, yeah, Genesis, Genesis's people probably have destroyed Arako by now because you know that like, it's sometimes easy to forget the fact that Orcus has their hand in that war because of Kavanakaba and the connection to, yeah, uh, to like getting Genesis to do it. It's like, it's, it's, it's Orcus is everywhere, man. Jasper with that new splinter Ooh. gift, picking that up, the splinter of yeah, red root. Like, oh, it was silly to let this go. Which, where's that going to go? I don't know. And then <laughs> Sunfire versus the Wampa. Which, he just took that thing out real quick. And it, it, do you know what a Wampa is? No. So in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. It's the, the cave monster That's that Luke I, okay. fights. Okay. I thought it looked familiar, but then I was like, "It's I, not, you know, it's, it's not it a wampa that, right? because Star <laughs> right. Wars, but maybe, but it looks exactly like it." Yeah, and then he wears it as a coat, and Great. that's amazing. Yeah, he and does. it ends where it started in that X Men issue, mm-hmm. where he is desperate and at the end of his rope and just trying to keep something, some some warmth alive, as he guides them through. This was written by Steve Fox and Steve Orlando. Art by Lynn Yoshi. Colors, first to Fuente Sujo. Letters, Travis Lanham. This is Travis Lanham. No, you like this? This yeah, is good? I did like it. Good. I like it a lot. Good, good, good. I'm happy. Hey, so I don't have any questions. I just no. I still want it printed. Yeah. But Marvel. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on that right now. I'm just riding the high of that story and where it goes in X-Men. What are we doing with these two? We're going high level, baby. All right, great. We always go high level. Cool. That's the new thing. For everything? No, no, no. No, okay, good. For the two that are not Krakoan. All right, good, 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 good. Me versus me. Magneto. Magneto. This was this was a good end. Yeah. 
It was. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was dense. I got a little bit of an issue with it. What? It's this idea that the story is the struggle of Magneto dealing with does he want to be his villainous self and like take down humans or does he want to be the kind, you know, friend of Xavier self. And I feel like that's what the story of Resurrection of Magneto is going to be about. Hmm. Like... They talk about is he a villain and was, was he an their enemy? greatest foe? Right, is he an enemy or is he their friend? And just like this idea of this particular battle in his mind, where he's saying, you know, there is no hope and and humans are evil and the only way to win is to destroy the humans, and he's kind of battling with that within himself. I just feel like this setup feels very much like the way that Resurrection of Magneto is set up in my mind. I mean, I'm sure Resurrection of Magneto will have tons of other stuff in Al it. Al is doing things that you don't even know of. But I just feel like it's interesting that this came out right now when that is coming up. Well, that was that was a weird thing that I was noticing. The fact that we have Magneto in the past and Magneto as a clone, but no Magneto in our stories. They're, mm-hmm. they're just keeping the narrative of Magneto alive right. until he comes back. right. Which I thought was really great. But all that said, I actually, I loved this issue. I thought, I agree with you. It was dense. There was a lot to it. But I really liked the the trajectory of the battle. And then, you know, the the turmoil of the new mutants of trying to decide, like, do we want to befriend Magneto? Do we want to trust him? Do we want to help him in this situation? Do we feel like this is who he really is? Or is he being manipulated by Iray? And, like... Magneto coming to terms with himself and his inner demons and then yeah. going back to the school and being like BFFs with Rain. Yeah, and it's interesting to think about what you're saying about him struggling with who he is as a potential villain character or who he is as basically is he going to allow himself to have hope again? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of it and even a lot of the phantoms that visit him in his mind is because of the persecution, the oppression that he faced in the Nazi camps as a child, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so to basically write off all of humanity because of that very formative experience as a youth, is he going to allow himself to see that there is some good in humanity mm-hmm. or that a softer hand in his approach is necessary? I mean, we have read ahead in the story. We know he turns villain shortly after this. <laughs> so... Uh, and is that because he was a villain or is that because he found that Moira did some tinkering in his brain when he was a baby? Right. All Who of knows? It. Who knows? Who knows? And and how does this tie into the whole he knew all along about Krakoa? Ah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. What? <laughs> we don't know. What? Um, I raise an interesting character. You know, she has her moment of being like, you know what? I don't need you. And You're not my real dad. Also, I thought it was really interesting that she built up her sisterhood of evil mutants who were not really mutants. And yeah. then the new mutants are like destroying Trounced. them. That was and amazing. She's so mad about it. Warlock was like, hey, I'm not trying to be boastful. I'm just trying to tell you, you have nothing on me. Yeah, you can't win this. I Also, I love some Warlock content. That is to, to answer Captain to Michael's question. Warlock, Warlock. That's is a who great, I want That's a back. great question. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a great answer. Who I want back? Give me Warlock immediately. Agreed. I would take Ro- Warlock over Rockslide personally. Give him back. Yeah, this was a lot of back and forth rebelling. Honestly, when uh, the Magneto kind of overloading 
Iray, and then it looked like they won. They defeated her, and then but wait, she comes back. Yeah. I was kind of thrown. I thought that that was like okay. I thought we were done, but <laughs> and then she comes back for her last stand and gets, I don't know, incapacitated and held in a tube later on. Yeah. I but. wonder if she'll ever come back. <laughs> Will we ever see Iray again? I mean, we haven't, so that's interesting. Next, the resurrection of Magneto. It gets a little tease at the end of this issue. Ooh. And some notes on where to read more Magneto if you're if you're interested. Especially Headmaster Magneto in the pages of New Mutants. Hit me with those credits for Magneto, Evil Mutant. Chapter 4. The Dying of the Light. Written by J.M. DeMatteis. Art by Todd Nock. Colors Rochelle Rosenberg. Letters Travis Lanham. BC's Travis Lanham. Todd and Rochelle on the cover. I like this. I did too. Overall, you know, I, I I felt it while I was trying to read it last night that the some of the text blocks just had a lot to them. You were also shouting at me to finish reading them. Yeah, so because you could I was read ready it. to read. Yes. So I just, I felt like, ah, there's a lot. I, I love how much Magneto content we have, even with the Doomsday Mini and him mm-hmm. showing up there. But now it's time to clear the table of all this other stuff and bring back my guy. Yeah, let's get the real Magneto. The Positive fan said that that last page of that Magneto Mini was really moving. Mm-hmm. And it was, especially like all of them kind of coming together. Him opening his his heart to rain. Yeah, when he was like... He was like, I'm the boss. Go back That's to bed. Enough, right? And then she like goes back to, to like turns to leave. And he's like, wait, actually, let's be BFFs. Let's and be walk friends. down the hall together. You want to get some cocoa? Vaderino said, and Iray was never seen or heard from again. The <laughs> end. The end. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless JM wants to bring her back. But I, I, think feel like- I think it's cool that she existed and that there's like this lingering idea that she could still exist and... This story didn't like really change anything, but it was still an interesting story, you know? Right. I That's know. when those uh, kind of like legend vibes are successful. I think so too, yeah, where you've added something to the story, but not taken away from it. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. wrapped itself up, maybe to be played with another time. Let's talk Scarlet Witch. Oh, Scarlet Witch. The final issue of this series. Yes. I will say this. This was action-packed. For sure. And Wanda was a baddie. I mean, I love magic fights. Yeah, magic fights are super cool. That's probably been my favorite thing about this series is just the way, the creativity of the fighting Mm -hmm. that she's able to do with her powers. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Oh, what did I say I wanted to happen in this story? Do you recall? No. Oh, you don't? What did you say? Joseph uh, to die? No. Joseph to decide that he wanted to be on Wanda's side and fight with her. And you were like, oh, he brought he brought Hexfinder there. He's definitely not going to do it. If he was going to be on Wanda's side, he would have done it already. I love this voice for me. This is great. <laughs> but guess what? This is not what he wanted to do. You dumbass. That's not what I said. I'm just. It was subtext. Okay, but you then you were calling me a dumbass in that subtext. But it doesn't matter because he did it. He came through in the end and it took all of his life force out of him. Yeah. And, you know, he was being manipulated and puppeted by Hexfinder. Because she brought him back to life. She puppeted him up. She created this low mysterium, as they've been referring to Mm -hmm. it as. 
And there's a lot of interesting play between like Darcy standing up for herself and for Joe and for Wanda and wanting people to to join in the fight. I call him Joe now. I don't know. Yeah. If we're first name basis. He calls me Jess. <laughs> I hate that. Can I tell you something? What? I think. Yes. So this ending comes with these interesting crystals. He yes. changes the the low mysterium into these other crystals and Iosium. I feel as though this may play a part in the resurrection of Magneto. Oh, that would be cool. Do you see Vaderino pointed this out and I'm glad somebody else called it out. This person on that last page that just kind of looks like a young Joseph question mark. No name, no reference as to who this is. Just hanging out. Hmm. I thought for some reason, I thought that was like a flashback to when Joseph was sitting with Wanda on the roof, but maybe not. Maybe. He's just so much younger in this. Yeah. So it just doesn't, I don't know, doesn't add up. It is odd. I don't know who it is. But I think because there is a Magneto helmet here in this. Trinkets. Trinkets. And just this idea that with unique healing properties, that's what this this new element has, unique healing properties and we know that Storm cannot resurrect Magneto the way that, you know, she can't use the five and she can't use traditional resurrection methods. Magic. So, you know, we have the Elysium Fields and we have this these crystals that just feel like it would make sense for Wanda to play a part in that. Yeah, yeah. But what do I know? Uh, most of this issue is the epic fight between Hexfinder and Wanda. The tease at the end... Telling us that Pietro's coming to town. You know, this this series has been my favorite of Steve Orlando's work, and I'm kind of sad to see it go. I would agree with that. It's always funny to me when I'm at the comic shop and I'm the only one who knows that this was the last issue. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, that little pat on my back. <laughs> It'll transition to a four-issue mini, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver mini that'll come out, I believe, in January of next year. And then after that, it will likely reboot as an ongoing to try and garner more interest, which is kind of sad to see that as a tactic. But I, I get it. Number one sell and they're getting another name on it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like churning it into hopefully fold in new fans that catch on at yes. various times. Yeah, makes sense. What do you think about this? I I thought it was good. I mean, I liked the, the pacing of it. I thought the battle was epic. It was vindication for me to see Joseph, like, you know, sacrifice himself for his wrongdoing. He really did want to change. He really did, Wanda. And then he died. Enough. And I think that these these crystals are interesting and they have to have some kind of importance. And so I'm just telling myself they're going to be used to resurrect Magneto. Whether uh, or not that's mm, true, who knows? Yeah. It's just interesting, too, as like a new element of the Marvel universe that Mm -hmm. you can go immediately. I thought, okay, well obviously people are going to try and steal these crystals Mm. or chisel them away and bring them someplace else to sell or use as a resource. Yeah. I'm Red X baby thinks Joseph deserved better, which I think so. I mean, I think that was a hero's ending in Scarlet witch. Yeah. 
And I also think like they brought him back for the purpose of this story, but with no intention to to keep actually him. keep him around. Yeah. Especially if you're going to bring back Magneto. Right. We don't need knockoff Magneto. They hope that Iray doesn't meet Astrid Bloom, which Astrid is a nefarious mind controller who possesses poses as your friend, but manipulates everything around you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean they they would vibe together. <laughs> JP Didomaso wants to know if we think Joseph is still alive. I mean, that last page. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. It was interesting. What but... did? Because, okay, so the thing says with like unique healing abilities, like did that like de-age him? Did he not actually die? Did those crystals Wouldn't de-age be the first time. him? And then now he has the ability to have his own life undetected and just be himself. Maybe. So maybe he's not dead. Hmm. I w- I'm fine with him dying. Yeah, but maybe he's not dead. Maybe. Edward III said that Scarlet Witch has been a surprising read from start to finish. Glad I stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of issues that I was like, I don't know why I'm still reading this. I honestly subbed to it because of Polaris on the cover of issue three. Right. And then there was that storm back issue. Yeah. The backstory. It had highs and lows, but in the end, I'm glad that I stuck it out. Yeah. Vader, you know, asking that question that I brought up that was on my mind was that Joseph again at the end. How did he walk out of the waiting room? Which interesting, right? Maybe. To think about. And Hexfinder mentions the waiting room, and Vaderino continues. Just also, so just anybody can pluck spirits from the waiting room if they're magically inclined. That feels concerning. <laughs> which yes, it does indeed feel concerning. Ah. Uh, uh... Are you ready for the book of the week? Let's get it with the book of the week. There was so much going on in this book. Ooh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the cover. Let's talk about it. I Tonight's love the cover. Tonight's main event, the matchup Juggernaut has apparently been waiting for all this time sitting in prison in this corner, Kane Marco. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Kane Marco. Black Tom is like throwing his bra in the air. <laughs> And in the other corner? It's the traitor. Oh, sad. <laughs> Poor Firestar. I, she can't catch a break. I'm Morse coded JK, JK, LOL. Oh, man. And this cover is by the fabulous Joshua Kosora. With, is that Guru EFX on the colors? Yep. And I knew that from just a little letters on the front. Oh, wow. Oh, Look at you. Wow. Here we go. Are you ready? Page turn noise. Red Roots Saga coming into the printed page. Ooh. Sunfires travels through Otherworld. He knows a trap when he sees one. I mean, that you're going to walk into what looks like the mouth of a very sharp-toothed beast? Yeah, yeah, I would be suspicious as well. Feels like a trap, but got to do it because I don't have any other choice. I just need to shout out the second page. Like We love oh. Josh's work. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. This second page, it's like the bottom two-thirds of it. The way that it swirls mm. cleanly in from one panel to another, the way that like the hair on Shiro's face looks like these floating teeth type things yeah, over it here, all just like melts the sw- into each other. The swirling within his mind as he's coming into this cave, just the. It, it's just so beautiful. The details on his face, too, of like the haggard look, of yeah. like all the like sunken eyes. Like he's been through so much, and you can 
feel that in these images. It's really great. How soon did you know it was going on? Like when, when did you, was it on the page turn from here or the, the reference of Okara seeds? So it was was the Okara seeds for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Okara seeds saying the last seed of Okara needs, but one thing to grow. And then you look at like the shadows shape as Sunfire is passed out into the snow. You look at the, the big hand, the blue hand coming down with the seed. And you're like, oh, my God. Let's, oh, my let's God. Go. Oh, my God. And then. As much as I loved that second page, <laughs> this page I would frame and hang on the wall. Yeah, it's really great. It's really awesome. And we now have the answer to the question of who is the cloaked figure following Apocalypse through the gate. We believe it has to be Sunfire here it as he is bringing up the the gate right now i will tell you i have seen the future i have seen the preview pages for x-men red coming out next week and Uh oh the the figure is still shrouded in mystery so i i mean we still assume well i mean if you look at the three people we've got here or the three beings we've got here these are the same three right that are walking through why is he going to help him grow the gate if he's not plus red root coming along for the ride I'm not just gonna abandon Red Root. Revelation. It's that title page. Traitor. Jailbreak, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Joshua Casara, colors Marte Gracia, letters Clayton Coles. BC's Clayton Coles. Josh and Guru EFX on the cover. Baby. Let's talk about some Orcus operations as they are well aware of Doom's mutants. Yeah, they know about them, but Stasis ain't worried. Uh, you know, Firestar is his right hand and she's telling him, hey, like, there's nothing in Latveria. What do you got to worry about? Nothing. Also, okay, sly little Firestar over here. Just That's pop great. this drive in, Let's pop do this it. drive out. Hey, I got to go talk to the juggernaut, so... Which So we're still building up this idea that Stasis is dead set on getting a blood transfusion of the Juggernaut's yes. DNA so that he can somehow get the strength of the Juggernaut. So he's like, I'll worry about Doom's Mutants once I'm Juggified. Juggified. <laughs> get Juggified. Phelong questions everything. Yeah, as he should. <laughs> Stasis, you, you, are Stasis. The, you are the clown fool. Like, get out of here. I don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust you, mutant friend. I'm not interested in it. This, I so like, I love this issue, but this feels so flimsy. As like, I'm just gonna go and work on Cyclops, and don't worry about how. Like, is there no cameras in the facility that she goes to? And- of course there are. They they call it out. They call out the fact that she. She goes in without a plan. She says, like, I, she basically they're saying she's going to figure out her plan after the fact. She she puts on a uniform. She later says she was Mystique. Like, there's cameras, but she's sort of, like, I feel like I really felt for Firestar in this issue because I feel like she is sensing that Time's her time out. is almost up yeah. and that she's got to get as much done as she can and this plant that Gene put in Stasis's mind is the only thing. Like, for Stasis to reveal, hey, Firestar's my, you know, man on the inside this whole time, he truly believes that she's, like, his BFF, but 
everyone else just found out about it at the gala and now they're like okay but like why do we still have her if we've already taken down the mutants what do we need her for and I feel like she's sensing that so she's being really risky and she's just like well I'm just gonna go for it you know Nimrod likes her so yeah which I don't understand that either well Nimrod likes sass and she's given the sass so this is where we have it. She she goes into the facility. She knocks out an Orcus agent. That is intense. Yeah. Like back of a gun to the head. Yeah. She's not messing around. She takes that uniform. She busts the IV that's keeping the juggernaut asleep. Lighting it on fire, but nobody in the room seems to notice. From afar. Yeah. It explodes. I do love this page. The Ugh. the reveal, the interaction between her and Cyclops, the fact that she's using the the strict words with her voice but like a soft touch with her hand mm-hmm. and and this is not the first time that they've communicated in this way. She has been sending him messages via Morse code on his shoulder which like yeah, boy scouts, girl scouts yeah. all day. I love it. And I like the way that Scott is, you know, just going in for it. You're a disgrace, Angelica. Scott gets the Oscar for Plant Mutant of the Year. And that little smirk on his face when he says, give him hell, Kane. Right, because the juggernaut has now escaped. He has woken up and it's time for Firestar v. Juggernaut. The one thing that Firestar would not have to fake. Is losing to Juggernaut. I mean, yeah, you can light his foot on fire. That somehow stops him. But everything else. No, yeah. Here, eat this. Don't swallow. Throw me down after I whisper into your ears. Oh, God. I'm like, this is like me watching Firestar do this and just like know that she has to go hard and she has to be like brutally destroyed by the Juggernaut. Like break so many bones in order for it to be believable. And... When he says time to die and she says, honestly, I'm okay with that. Like my heart broke. I was like, oh my God, Firestar. She's probably living in like such hell. Sure. She is hated by all of her friends and family. Right. That she just recently found a home with. Yeah. This is a great arc for her. Sure. I'm I'm really into it. And it's Jerry making lemonade out of the fact that he didn't want her in here in the first place. But I feel like he secretly likes her now. Maybe. I don't know. But either way. Chuggernaut's free. He smashes her. He smashes free. Goes to meet up with the X-Men. This really gives some understanding to the panel in Uncanny Avengers last week of kingpin who has been assisting the x-men right so the fact that the meetup point and the guidance is behind the hellfire club Mm -hmm. yes the fact that that is owned and operated or or operated by at least by wilson fisk Mm -hmm. he is the one that's allowing this cover right this connection point he's the door to their speakeasy yeah i love this just rocks everywhere and then a laptop sitting on one of the stone piles. Yes, yes. As they break into the information that they've received from Firestar and get a location that they must investigate some other mutants. Yes, and Shadowcat's going to go and she has to take Miss Marvel with her. Babysitting. She hates Miss Marvel. I don't think she hates Miss Marvel. I think she hates having anyone on the team with her. And I think that it comes from a place of like, 
she's not interested in getting Kamala involved in this nonsense. She seems to generally hate Miss Marvel specifically, though. Like every time there's any interaction between the two of them, she's like, no, I have no interest in this. Yes, but my headcanon is that it's because she doesn't want to see another innocent person pulled into this mix. And Kamala just got her powers and she's mad that like... She's been exposed as a mutant and she's in this and it's like, why do I have to take this kid with me and get her into all this trouble? She doesn't know what she's going what she's going through, right? I mean, it's a little messed up, Kate. Yeah, for sure. But my headcanon is that it's because she wants to protect her. So she's doing tough love. Tough love with everyone. I love the fact that the AI council is a thing that they meet in secret mm-hmm. and have their plot that will likely be part of the end game is the fact that these three are in cahoots about the robot supremacy. Yes. Yes. They're still ready to take the world down. It was mystique. Duh. I thought it was obvious. Come on. What are you stupid? You know, the pain in her face as she's walking away, hearing Moira say, I think Dr. Stasis little pet mutant has outlived her usefulness. Yeah. Well, I think she's also just like, she is in physical pain. She is in mental pain. And this is what Nimrod says. Yeah, I do like her. But mm. I think that that's why Nimrod likes her is because she like, she sassed Moira and Omega Sentinel. And Nimrod's like, ha I like me some sass. Future Nimrod. Mm-hmm. And then we get this data page. Oh, my. Deep. Every paragraph oh, has God. something to break down. So first of all, it's... A letter to the Friends of Humanity, which is a deep reference to Graydon Creed yes. and the Friends of Humanity group, the this anti-mutant organization of humans, which I love. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the destabilization of Krakoa, the fact that they are intentionally working all these different angles to break apart what is the government system. He's not thrilled about the Uncanny Avengers forming. Uh, the Unity Squad, right? But mm-hmm. the AIs saying, don't worry about it. Yeah, we still we still coming out on top. This Ben Yurick window threat, that is what made me read into that line from Destiny's predictions, but we'll see. I I literally got so mad when I read that paragraph. I was like, if you touch my Ben Yurick, you dirty dirty man. Scott, you leave him alone. Scott talking to Gene and Stasis isn't worried. Like, do you even know the Phoenix? Do you not <laughs> know anything he's like guy? i watched her burn to bits I'm seriously not worried. have you how many times has gene died get out of here guy the fact that they're pushing this narrative of krakoa being invasive and destructive throughout all their science recruits mm-hmm. the trial going to be in europe the fact that they can't get musical guests for vk day oh my god that was that's we a, need musical guests for victory over krakoa day i was like oh shit Sugar, that, See, that is that feels not like a, okay. That feels like a heavy-handed reference to the number of musical guests that did not want their music performed at a certain president's right. Events, of course, right? of course, and it's it's exactly the same thing. It's social commentary. It's saying nobody wants to celebrate the fact that you decimated an entire nation. Yeah, Firestar's got a way out. You know, I would love for her to take. The X-Gene erasure. Right. But also, if 
She wants to go off world. We should let her. She should not be a part of the liquidation planning, question yeah. mark. Like, what? 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 There's so much in this data page. And oftentimes when a data page is long like this, I kind of take a deep breath before I read it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. It's time to gloss but over. This, I did not gloss over. This was like juicy, juicy, juicy. Every paragraph. Incoming. We're going in. The team drop as Kate and Kamala coming in hot. Um, tell me how much I love Kate diving into the earth and, and then swimming, swimming up. back up. Yeah. So dope. So dope. And even Kamala doing it her own way too. Yeah. You know, reaching the ground in some fashion as Logan sneaks up on the two of them. Should have landed a little quieter, kid. What are you even doing here? Like, I, I don't need you. I don't need the fact that he calls her kitty. Yeah. They don't even skip a beat. Like, uh, obviously, you could you could be however old and mature you want to be. You're still going to be kitty to me. Right. And, like, I thought that it was so interesting that he's like, um, I don't like that you look like Ogun, and I don't like that you've got his blades. Yeah. Like, that. what you, are you doing? He should not like those things. That yeah. is the deep story between them from that miniseries. Yeah. The one I actually read. Yeah. Like Kamala's like, aren't you guys like best friends, yeah, best like, buds? What's like, what's going on? I don't, I don't get this. And like, why are we even here? Where are we? Are we in Germany? Like, how you know where we are, right? You know, even before you. Oh, from the moment that the drive clicked yes. in, and they're like, wow, these mutants that it was, like, it was we... pointed to at the beginning right. of the issue, and we know the cover for the next issue, right? It's doom, baby. It's doom, this baby. Is Latveria. Along so that last page, you're in Latveria, along with the three new Doom mutants. Because mm-hmm. shout out to Ernie Blurred Without Fear, who pointed out the two other mutants in Doom's lineup actually have appeared before. Oh, in the Fantastic Four miniseries, X Men miniseries, they are brother and sister. I think Hugo and I can't remember the other mutant's name, but they are in a couple of panels. In that miniseries. Exciting. Aged up somehow. But yeah, this this Doom shot. There's so many just full page shots in this issue. I guess those two really. Do you think that Doom is... So is Doom teaming up with the X-Men right now and going to take down Orcus? I don't, I don't know if he's going to team up with the X-Men. I feel like he will disrupt any type of attack from the or from orcus but in not a x-men supportive way you know he is there for him okay what but his mutants he wants to protect them sure his mutants like that they are less like he didn't want them to go to krakoa because they're a natural resource of his nation right but he's not going to let Orcus take them away. Oh, no, 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 the no. Anim- like, so yeah, he's going to no. be like, okay, we have a common enemy, but then we're going our separate ways. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like that might come out of, I don't know. It would be a shame to introduce and, and to level up these five new mutants and then to just not have anything else after this one issue. Right. So I'd hope so, but we'll see. You can read that Krakoan, right? It says doom. It does say doom. All caps. Doom. No cap. <laughs> Latveria, mother lover. Mm-hmm. This was solid all around. Like So good. Great threads and process. Interesting weaving. I'm excited for what's to come with all these inputs. I feel like this is Jerry being able to just jam with what he's been working on. Josh's work is incredible throughout yes, the issue. So good. That, that bottom half of the page two with the panels layering. I just, I love it so much. I'm very excited to see Doom 
and his mutants curious about how we transition this to the fall of the house of X, because we don't have a whole lot of runway left. Right. I think it's this 29 and 30. Those are the only covers I've seen so far. What I think is interesting is that even though the X-Men are still losing this fight, I think we're starting to see Orcus fall apart a little bit and not really like fall apart, but start to kind of like you think about it in terms of like, let's let's put it in Hunger Games terms for a second, right? Like you form alliances in the game. And then as the game goes on, you have to betray your alliances in order to win. And I think every group in Orcus wants to be the number one group of Orcus. And I'm sensing like the way that Phalong and Stasis are kind of at odds and the way that the robots are kind of like taking their own kind of secret meetings. There's There are like little cracks in the surface of Orcus that I think are going to make for an interesting like ending to this like yes it is the fall of Krakoa yes it is the fall of the house of x but does that necessarily mean Orcus wins no no you know well I think the threat has always been the robot ascendancy right right right. and the fact that the inner circle of AI has never been been truly on the side of the humans they've been using them to move their agenda forward. The whole thing's going to end because Zorn is going to come out of his black hole with, with another version honestly, of Rasputin. Honestly, at this point, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I wanted that initially. I wanted it so bad. It just made so much sense. But now it's just it's been too long and it would just be not satisfying. Okay. Well, when it happens, we'll see how you feel. I'll be upset. BMCG2 shouting it out. X-Men was so good. So good. It was. Darren is just a teacher playing with my emotions, saying, hey, Justin gets his Sunfire story in print, dot, 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 kind of. <laughs> ah, Darren. You're going to get more of it, though. It's coming. It has to be. Darren likes seeing Firestar after getting pummeled by Juggernaut. Just enough authenticity with the brace. And I thought she really sold it well. Well, yeah, but she she also probably has legitimate damage. Oh, yeah, no. That, I'm not saying she's faking it, but like she sold the entire experience well. Got it, well. yes, like, yes. He hopes to, at some point, Mystique hears that she caught a stray from Firestar blaming her for freeing Juggernaut, which is mm. to see how that comes back to Mystique. I feel That'd like Mystique would be like, yeah, I'll take credit for that. That's fine. That's fine. I did it. Blanchina saying that X-Men was definitely moving things along. Maybe it's just because we know the era is coming to a close, but it's definitely giving that can't wait to see what else mm-hmm. Apocalypse is up to vibes. For sure. He's just read the preview for X-Men Red and can't wait. Bum, bum, bum. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. Ooh, I want to post one of the pages. You can. I barely see things. Warline is pointing out how everyone in X-Books either gets an Iron Man armor or Pym Particles easier than getting groceries. And so that was the the cover story of Firestar was that Mystique had Pym Particles getting in. I don't Mm. think they actually had Pym Particles. It's just a joke. Yeah. But that was how... They got the collar off Juggernaut versus Shadowcat actually doing got it. it. Right, 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 right. These things are technically protected by Hank, Tony, and Reed, and Orcus has a few armors because they stole them in Hoxpox, but also they have the armors because of Phalong taking over right. Stark Unlimited, right? Doom should technically be the only one with that kind of access just because he's Doom, right? Scott talking to Gene, cool, but where is she while this is taking place? Where is she while she's talking to him? And does that mean this issue takes place after Gene 4 and 
Immortal X-Men 17. I assumed that that meant that she was talking to him telepathically from Mm. some kind of outreach and connection. Maybe not full conversation, but more because of their rapport. I also think that it could be that he, like when she said goodbye to him, while he was like almost dying, I feel like he could be just trying to reach back out to her and maybe isn't actually communicating with her, but is like, calling to her because he last heard her voice in his mind and he's like trying to reconnect with her and maybe in the last issue of Jean Grey we'll get that connection. Galetta Grafico calling that Firestar deserves her spot on the X-Men and mm-hmm. so does Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah. They both showed up today. Mm-hmm. Mike loves Mariah Carey is glad he caught up on X-Men Unlimited. Apocalypse was a huge shocker to me. That was crazy. So awesome. That was so I was worth like, it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. When I got to that part, I was like, there better be Apocalypse on the next page. This may be Mike's favorite post-Hellfire Gala issue after Ooh. X-Men 25. Yeah, X-Men He 25. loved the Morse code talk and thinks Gene will break Scott out now. Mm. He's all about Shadowcat. Her airdropping without a parachute gets her badass scene this month. And he thinks he could... He thinks she could take on Doom's X-Men alone. Ooh. Which I don't know. That's... I don't know about that. I mean, I would love that. But sure, I don't yeah, think yeah. That, I don't want anyone to take on Doom's X-Men. Yeah. I want Doom's X-Men to join the team. Let's see it. JP Ditomasa wonders if we think Firestar will survive Orcus, and he wants to know why Kate is so cold to Miss Marvel. I think to your point about, you know, and that's definitely it, and she even says that early on, that like I've about Rasputin, I've done the whole travel back to fix a time, and she's super i don't want to say jaded but Mm -hmm. done with the struggle right and i feel like that's she's just cold to everyone really she's going through it right now yeah she's just she's just gone like full killer she's just like i have no emotions left anymore the only one that she seemed to have warmth towards was emma and emma needed to go off and do her thing with the proposal right and then she was like all right so i guess i'm just on my own yeah now to, to touch base on do we think Firestar is going to make it out of Orcus? She better. I, but I almost think that she won't because it would be like such a glor like it would be a great glorious death, yeah. you know, like to to know that she sacrificed everything to save the X Men when they were hating her, like. That's an epic story point. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that they all know now, at least the core X-Men team. Right, right. Vianorino thinks that Sunfire, Red Root, and Apocalypse together is so rad. It is. It, it is. is. It totally is. He's really enjoying Firestar's arc. Do you think Jean made Stasis more inclined to protect her as part of the programming? Yes, I do. I think that, he that like connection. Yeah, she she made it like they were. They've been in it for a long time. They they really trust each other. They well to think like he is convinced that this worked because of her involvement. Right. Pete Woods eighty six shouting out Apocalypse and Sunfire. He's here for it. Hopefully they're Team Krakoa because that part we don't know. I mean mm. Sunfire has to be right. Team Fire Team Krakoa or at least Team not Death and Destruction. Right. It's gonna be interesting with. Red Root speaking with Arako, that would be great to get Arako's perspective. But Red Root is like going to be, I feel, so loyal to Sunfire because sure. Sunfire saved them. So then if if he's Team Krakoa slash Team Fight for the Mutants at all costs, then Red Root is going to be too. And I feel like Apocalypse is on that train as well. Yeah. He was also pointing out that there aren't any images of Apocalypse 
post fall of X, which I agree. Aye, it's aye, kind aye, of interesting, aye. right? How does that work out? Except for that dead looking Kate in the future. Yes, but, except it's Kate now. Yeah, yeah. Edward III was surprised to see Shiro with Apocalypse. Hope we see him have a big return in red. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm ready for that. It's interesting, interesting, interesting. As he smiles, seeing Secret the knowledge. pages. Ashcan91 did not expect Firestar to be a scout for the team. Cyclops, however, makes sense. Mm. Yeah, the whole, and like the, the Morse code thing. This was what she was trying to get out. The fact that she's able to slowly, one-on-one, Get people on the side that, hey, I'm with you. Yeah. Rogue is the only one you need to be worried about. Yeah, she's the only one that doesn't know yet. But the Unity Squad and the X-Men team have been in conversation. Right. So I wonder. So maybe she does. Yeah, we'll see. That's it. That's the week. That's the week. It was a good week. Yeah. It was light. a light week, but it was a good week because good. X-Men. Yeah. I had a lot of other comics to read too. Hit me with what's coming next week. Three. Three. Okay. All Fall of X. Ooh. X-Force, number 46, Whoa. that Colossus and uh, Kyle, yeah, on the cover. Uncanny Spider-Man, number three, following up Ooh. immediately. Okay. And X-Men Red, number 17. Oh, baby. What a week it's going to be. Yeah, also Gods, number two, if you want to catch up and join in on that. Maybe when after surgery I'll read Gods. And Amazing Spider-Man, number 37, with Rec Rap on the cover. Rec Rap. I just like to mention what else I get mm-hmm. from Marvel stuff, especially, you know, because I've been in conversation with people about other stuff that I'm reading. I'm not trying to read all the stuff, but I did begrudgingly pick up Spider-Boy number one this week <laughs> just because. Did. And I didn't really enjoy it. I still don't really enjoy Spider-Boy. Eee. So we'll see. <sighs> Until next time, old friend. Ciao. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 